with me. It is about 20 verses, um, and we're going to preach on every single word from the Greek language in every verse. No, not really. Okay, let's read it together. Luke chapter 2, in those days a, tree, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. Translation, taxed. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time, time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest on earth peace among those with whom he is well pleased. When the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them by uh, concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Father, Lord, thank you for visiting us Thank you for making yourself into one of us. Thank you for taking our place in every way. Thank you for living a perfect life that we could never live. And thank you for dying as our substitute on the cross, paying the price for our sin that we will never be able to pay. And thank you for rising again from the dead, proving victorious, over sin. Not your sin, because you didn't have any, but all of our sin. And I thank you once again that you're not done, that you're still working in our hearts, you're still delivering your, yourself to us through grace, giving us faith to believe and trust in the great work that you have done that no one else could do. Thank you in your name. Amen. You know, I was thinking about it. Um, 
for some reason, they decided when they wanted to do a registration, which is counting the people for the purpose of taxation, uh, that everybody had to go to their family hometown. And I was thinking about just think, you know, we take a census every 10 years. And uh, what if we all had to do that? So, I mean, I was born in Pittsburgh, but that wasn't really my parents' hometown. My father was from Tacoma, Washington, and his father was from a place in France. So which one would we go to? Can you imagine the travel craziness if we all had to go back to our father's or grandfather's place? It would have been nuts. Now, there weren't as many people, and they weren't probably traveling as far, but think about how crazy it was in that time to get Joseph and Mary from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Isn't it amazing what God does for us, for them? They were supposed to be there. You know, I don't really know if, if uh, I don't think anybody knows, if Joseph knew about uh, Micah 5.2 where it said the, the, the Savior is going to come from Bethlehem. I don't know. The Bible doesn't really say, but we do know this. God went to extraordinary means in order to get his people in the right place at the right time for his purpose, the purpose of giving a Savior to all of us. He even used the greed of a pagan emperor to write a decree that everybody had to go home for registration. And we think that God doesn't work in the hearts and minds of men. And he works in the hearts and minds of sinners. He does all kinds of things in order to have his way. Not in a selfish way, but in a giving way. He had a gift for us. And Jesus Christ is that gift. It was a long trip. Some have estimated that uh, it was about 100 miles because there was no direct route. They went east from Nazareth down to the Sea of Galilee. And, and so that was a trip that was from 1,200 feet above sea level to 700 feet below sea level. And then they had to go south along the Jordan River Valley, and um, they ended up in Jericho, which was 900 feet below sea level. At least it was downhill, right? It's all good, until the next day. Because then you have to climb, and they climb a total of 3,500 feet to Jerusalem, which is 2,600 feet above sea level. And there's a lot of ups and downs, and there's no place to really stop on the way. So it's not like you could park yourself at a hotel someplace in the way. I'm tired now. Let's just stop. That would have been me, by the way. And they would have just left me behind, I think. And then there's another six days to Bethlehem. This is a big deal. A big deal. And Mary was expecting a child. Probably did it on foot. Tradition says they had a donkey for her to ride, but I'm not exactly sure about that. Um, the donkey came later on uh, Palm Sunday. 
And while they were there, it became time for her to deliver. You know, so often when we see it in movies and little plays and things like that, we, we get this idea that, that Mary and Joseph just got there in time and the labor had already started and they're hurrying around looking for a place to stay and they finally end up in a stable. And that is not what it says. It says while they were there. We don't know how long they were there. Hours, days. We just know that it happened while they were there. You know, in those days, a little town like Bethlehem probably only had one inn. There were other people coming back to be registered. But it was part of the law of that time, the law of Moses, that if you had room in your house and there was somebody with no place to stay, you had to open your house up to that person whether you knew them or not. So evidently, they got there at a time when all of those places had already been taken, and so they ended up in a stable. But that night, as she is delivering the Lord into the world, angels appeared. Angels had appeared to shepherds. Shepherds were like the lowest rung of society back in those days. And there were a lot of reasons for that, mostly because they worked, spent all their time with animals. They spent all their time outside. They probably weren't all that social when they were in town for whatever supplies they needed. Um, but, and then there were some other social issues, which may or may not have been true. You know, we're good at that, right? We're good at lo- painting little pictures on people, you know, socially, because they don't fit or they don't look like us, or they're not the same as us. And these guys, they didn't. But you know, the thing about shepherds is they were really powerful people. They were strong. And the reason why there were lots of them is because they all kind of went to graze at the same place because their job was not just to watch them, which is what it says here. That word in the Greek language, it means guard. And they weren't all sitting around a campfire someplace in the middle of the night, somebody playing a guitar and they're singing kumbaya and all that kind of stuff. No, they were spread out on their own around the the perimeter of the sheep, guarding them, which means they may have been watching, but they're constantly doing this, looking over their shoulder. They're watching out for predators, and they would take out those predators if they came after the sheep. That's who shepherds were. They were tough. They were brave. They were strong. And they were also the, out, the outcasts of society. And these are the people that God sent the angels to. The ones who would least expect it. The ones who expected when something really important happened, it might have been weeks or even months before they even heard about it. Because people didn't go running out to the mountainside to talk to shepherds. They didn't do it, but God does. God sent messengers, and here's this gigantic angel. It is literally stood above them. Big, so that they can all see all around the perimeter of the sheep. And they were afraid. Notice it doesn't say the sheep were afraid. I don't know if they knew who he was, but... uh, They were afraid, and I would be too, and so would you. And then they had this remarkable message. I bring you good news 
good news. That's the word that we normally uh, translate gospel. Good news. It's everything good that God gives that we can't get on our own. It's forgiveness. It's mercy. It's, yeah, I know you did that forgiven. Yeah, I knew you did that one, and you think that's really big, forgiven. It's just what Pastor Brandon was saying earlier. All that stuff, it goes in the trash, and it's not coming back. If it comes back, it's because I'm bringing it back. It's not because he's bringing it back. That's the good news. And actually, it is a go- the, the good news here, it is actually a verb. So literally, you would tra- translate this, I am gospeling you. We don't say that in English, but that's what it was all about. Good newsing you. And it's not just give you good news, but I'm good newsing you. I am here to fill you with it and to give you joy. And it isn't just for you. It is for everyone. Today, to you, a child is born, a Savior, Christ the Lord. Now, you know, these guys, they were part of the culture. I mean, in some ways, they were reluctantly part of the culture. In some ways, they were being excluded from the culture. And yet, at the same time, they would have known what that meant. They had, just like everybody else, they were waiting for Messiah to come. I don't know what the status of their faith was or anybody else at that time, but they knew. And then the angel told them the sign. Baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And then there was a whole army of angels who came. Glory to God in the highest. Let's all say that together. Ready? Glory to God in the highest. Okay, that's really kind of okay. Now let's do it the way the angels would have done it. Shout it out. Glory to God in the highest on earth. Peace among those with whom he is well pleased. That is a really awkward thing. And I understand why the the Greek in that area is really kind of strange. And I did a lot of work this week for the first time maybe ever on what that means to be those with whom he is well pleased. You know, my kids, they do something really cool, and I am pleased. And that isn't just because I'm pleased. It's because they did something. That's not this word. This is not a performance thing. It's not that, you know, that Jesus or God or anybody is going to be pleased with me because of what I do. The word, the work root word, the root word here is something about being chosen. So good pleasure, definitely part of the meeting, but it's also talking about being chosen. Shepherds, think God had a lot to be pleased with them about? We don't know. But that's not what he's talking about here. He is giving a gift, and he is doing it not because we earned it, not because, but because we need it. He's doing it because it is his good pleasure to choose us, to make us his own, and he is giving the means for that to happen. 
And then they went away. You know, it would be kind of a letdown, right? You're out there on the hillside, and for the first time in your adult life, you're not thinking about the sheep. You're not worried about the predators that are lurking outside the field. All you're hearing is good news. Good news that I didn't have to work for, and now they're gone. So what's left? Let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go see what's going on here. And they did, and they found him. Found. The original language gives gives the idea that they were looking for a while. And I've said to stop and wonder, I wonder how many stables they had to peer into in order to find a baby lying in a manger. I don't know. Only one in, but how many stables? Probably a bunch. And then they talked. They saw the baby. And they told their story. And this is another one of those areas that I think we sometimes in our imaginations get it a little wrong. He were, they were telling their story and it says, all who heard it wondered at what they said. There were other people there. Women did not have children alone in those days. And dad wasn't going to do. There would have been other women there. That's what they did. They didn't get into the car and, uh, and drive to the hospital. I remember when Jason was born, we had this little Fiat that we, we owned. And uh, labor was happening much more fast, quickly than we thought. And, you know, everybody said, well, you know, with the first one, you know, it's going to be a long time. Well, guess what? It wasn't. <laughs> so we're running the, street, the red lights all the way to the hospital and got there just in time. No, it was women taking care of women. Women taking care of the baby. Dad gets to come in when the deal is done. And after a while, everybody, middle of the night and everything, they're there, they're watching, they come to see the little baby. Don't we love that? Somebody has a baby, they come to church for the first time, and it's like they lose them for the whole hour. I mean, you you know how it is around here, right? And, uh, you know, we've got all kinds of baby whisperers here that love kids, and that's how it was back then. And they would go to their houses, even in the middle of the night. And in this case, they went to a stable, even in the middle of the night. And I can just imagine them, you know, just sort of passing the baby around, and they wants to sleep, and they put him back in the manger, and then who shows up? The shepherds. They tell their story, and they're just like, wow. Really? That happened? Yeah, it happened. Talk about wonder. Wow. And they, and they went to you? I mean, I think some of the wonder wasn't just the fact that God spoke in such a magnificent way. It was to shepherds. Why would God talk to shepherds? But he did. And then the shepherds went away, saying, all together, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth among those with whom he has chosen. He was pleased to choose. Glory. Glory to God. I wonder if these guys ever spent much time doing or saying those things. Well, we have another song to sing. 
And I would like to invite you to sing it like the shepherds were singing. Glory to God in the highest. Father, we thank you for the gifts that you give. We thank you that you love us so much. We thank, the, thank you that you have chosen us, that you have made us your own. We thank you that those who have gone before us deserve nothing. And it reminds us that we deserve nothing. And you did it all. And you have made it possible for us to completely throw away every sin, every problem, every everything. In your great name, amen.